All right, guys, before we get started, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL and the exclusive sponsor of the LA Chargers. The all-new Windows 11, they're here to bring you closer to what you love, like the LA Chargers in the final drive. Learn about all these awesome new features of Windows 11 at windows.com. And welcome in to a week eight edition of the final drive. Chargers lose to the Patriots 27-24. Joined by Haley Elwood. And Haley, it started promising uh, the, the first quarter and a half. And all of a sudden, I think the offense hit a lull. And the Patriots took over, won this football game. Yeah, that's what Brandon Staley said after the game that they he loved the way that this team started the game, specifically this offense. And then he just felt like they couldn't get in a rhythm past that, really. And New England did a great job, according to him and Justin Herbert, disguising a lot of their coverages. And the Chargers really couldn't get completions off of that, forced them into a lot of third and long situations, down and distance, longer down and distance situations that it just never really felt like they were able to kind of establish a rhythm really until that essential final drive, which you can make the argument that the Patriots just weren't trying to do anything to really mess their game up on that end. Cause they were up at two scores by that point. But, but yeah, it's just kind of the second week that we've really sort of seen that offense a little out of sync and, and coming off the bye, you know, they talked about trying to kind of write, get things right and write the ship a little bit, but it's clear, you know, they all talked after the game last night, that there's still work to do on that end. There is. And you look at Justin's numbers, just not what we're accustomed to seeing from him. 18 to 35, 223 yards, pair of touchdowns, pair of interceptions, uh, a former Charger, yeah. Adrian Phillips, spoiling Halloween in L.A. for the Bolts. Uh, those were essentially the difference. 11 points off of those two interceptions, one of them a pick six. Uh, AP uh, kind of ruining Halloween for the Chargers, Haley. Yeah, he was the ghost of Christmas past, Halloween past, if yeah. you will, that came into SoFi. And, you know, I think one of the kind of funny things is Hunter Henry has had such a great last few games. And I guess you could say season for the Patriots that I think, you know, I don't want to say everyone was fixed on him, but but he was sort of the top of mind former Charger coming back in this game. And, and it was really Adrian Phillips who sort of spoiled the the homecoming on that sense. But they that was the difference because they were able, like you said, to get points off those turnovers. And that's huge. And that was something that Derwin James talked about at the end of the game, that the goal for this Chargers defense is to really give the ball back to the offense, provide turnovers, win the turnover battle, which is something that they haven't done as of late, and really sort of provide that spark. How can they provide the spark to the offense? And that was something that was missing last night because when you do lose the turnover battle and you also lose time of possession by, I think new England had about a 10 minute time of possession advantage. I, I believe I read, they ran about 17 more plays than the chargers mm. that obviously increases your chances of winning. And you don't want to be on the losing side of that for sure. Yeah. I think that brings me to the, the chargers running game. Now, Justin Jackson had a 75 yard rush and that was a great sign. Yeah. Unfortunately, he left the game with injury you take JJ's run out of the equation, you're still under a hundred yards for the game. And, and I think that that's maybe it, maybe that's what's missing a little bit is that that second consistent running back presence behind Austin Eckler to help sustain drives, to keep your defense off the field for as long as it's been on the field for some of these games. Um, time of possession is a big deal, especially you know, if your defense is gas and, and is out there for as long as this defense has been out there, 
it's certainly going to show. So, you know, you wonder, can the Chargers find that, you know, I don't consider Austin Eckler a running back. I, I just consider him an offensive weapon, someone who could run the football, who could catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he had his fifth game with over 100 total yards this season already. So mm-hmm. he's been fantastic. But to find that consistent presence, Haley, to choose some clock and sustain drives, the Chargers have been missing that. Well, that was something they talked about last week, too, is really finding that solid number two running back behind Austin Eckler, if you will. And Brandon Staley said it was going to be a competition. It's really a competition right now between Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree and Joshua Kelly until one of themselves, he said, really cements themselves as the solid number two. But he did say, you know, we're going to need all those guys and and. Needham, they did. I, I believe Joshua Kelly was inactive yesterday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I believe he was. So then when someone like Justin Jackson goes down, okay, you're left with Larry Roundtree. And then he only finished the game with 11 rushing yards. So that area does need to be shored up, if you will, and, and really kind of solidified to find that number two. And, and when you talk about the time of possession advantage, I do want to go back to that um, that final Patriots drive where they kicked the field goal. Because one thing that I had noticed on that drive was every time either a receiver caught the ball or the running backs rushed, they stayed in bounds and they forced the chargers to use all their timeouts on that final drive. They just milked the clock. And that was something that I was just sitting in that press box, like going, man, this is, you know, Bill Belichick didn't really pull out any tricks yesterday for Halloween, which I know we saw some trickery against the jets in, in week seven, but that was one thing that's just, you know, that's what happens when you go up against a guy like him. He is going to force you into certain situations where, yeah, you're going to be burning your timeouts. And and ultimately, like we said, they came out on top with time of possession, too. Yeah. And you said to that, that final drive that the Chargers had, it was really all for naught because of yeah. what the Patriots did to that point where you're down two possessions. I mean, you, you could use whatever clock you have remaining to score a touchdown, but it's still not going to be enough. So. A, a tough loss because you're coming off a bye, an opportunity to go five and two, win an AFC game. This could have playoff implications yeah. in week 18 if we're looking at the wild card. Um, so a, a disappointing loss. Uh, just some more offensive numbers. Keenan Allen, six for 77, a touchdown. I mentioned Austin. He had six for 60 through the air. And then just not much. Mike Williams, they, they kind of took Mike Williams out of this game. Mm-hmm. Two for 19. Um, Joshua Palmer, his first career touchdown, uh, a 24-yard strike from Herbert on that final drive. So I, I don't when you when you look at these receiving numbers, Haley, what surprises you? I guess the fact that Mike Williams was kind of taken out of this game. Yeah, I would say that, and we saw that against. Um, shoot, I'm blanking now, but we saw that in was it the Raiders game or the Browns? I've, no, it was I believe the Raiders game that um, that he was sort of just taken, taken out of that one too. And, and essentially a non-factor. I mean, yeah, it's, it's rare for Mike Williams, especially in the year of 2021 to have two receptions for 19 yards and, and no scores and Keenan sort of, you know, came back as sort of the Keenan Allen that, you know, but he did have some drops on the day. And he talked about that. There were a lot of things that they did that they just beat themselves in this game. They, you know, between penalties, between drops, between little things that they just kind of have to clean up. But I think the other thing, too, um, that was surprising is, I mean, I think we're, we're used to seeing Justin Herbert really spread the ball around. And this was a game where, you know, you saw Keenan and Eckler and Austin get the majority of the targets. 
And yeah, there are some other names on here, but like Jared Cook, only two receptions, Mike Williams, only two receptions, Jalen Guyton, only one. And then Joshua Palmer, that touchdown at the end, which was an incredible catch, by the way, we will give Josh some credit on that. That was absolutely, that was incredible. So, so kudos to him and congrats on his first career touchdown, but it just wasn't sort of what we've seen over the first chunk of the season where it's very spread out you're getting the ball to different receivers. And, and the other thing too, when it comes to, to this offense over the last two games, the chargers are seven of 24 on third down. And that is something that Brandon Staley said that they cannot be living in those third and longs. And I think at the beginning of the year, because they were coming out of the gate so hot and, you know, you, you and I, we both talked to a lot of analysts and, and people around the league. And they said, man, you know, one of the great things about Justin Herbert is in this chargers offense, you get into third and long and, and they thrive, but it's not something I think that you can hedge your bet on every week. No, I don't think no. that you, you just, you can't live like that in the NFL. And so converting third downs, which was a strength of this team at the beginning is now sort of becoming something that they need to work on. But all of that, like you said, kind of coexists together, getting the running game going, getting more guys involved in the receiving game and really just being on the same page with everyone. And to Keenan's point, limiting some of those mistakes that they felt like they made themselves that they can hopefully shore up and clean up as they move forward. Still got 10 games left. You know, I think this is one of those funny things you and I have talked about this too, that, when the season added an extra week, it was like, oh, all right, you know, you got an extra game. Right now, it's it feels very long. <laughs> it does. It feels, there is a lot of season left. And uh, I think it's because, obviously, the bye happened in week seven, which used to kind of be the midpoint, not really the midpoint anymore. But there are 10 games left after this. So a lot of, lot of football left to be played here. A ton of football left. And let's touch on the defense real quick, Haley. Mac Jones seemed to have been sped up. I mean, he, he was very inaccurate, especially in that mm-hmm. first half. So I, I give the Chargers defense some credit. Um, they did hold the Patriots to 3.6 a carry. But the, the thing about that is New England still ran the ball 39 times, yeah. right? So, like, that's why time of possession was so lopsided in this game. Uh, Damian Harris had a touchdown, just 3.5 on the ground, 23 for 80. So, obviously, Justin Jones's presence – was felt, and you did see an improvement in the run defense. Uh, Derwin James, with that forced fumble recovered by Nas Adderley, was the lone turnover that they forced. Um, And then, you know, Nelson Aguilar had a 44-yard catch. Uh, Hunter Henry had a 33-yard catch. So a couple big plays here and there. And the one thing that is worth monitoring this week, Haley, of course, is the the loss of Michael Davis and Mm -hmm. Asante Samuel Jr., who both exited this game. So you were without your two starting quarters for for a majority of this game, two cornerbacks. You were, but I actually will give the passing defense a bit of credit here. I mean, they held Mac Jones zero passing touchdowns. And I think, again, with what we've seen from Hunter Henry overlaid and maybe some other guys on this New England offense, they were getting it done through the air too. So to hold um, Mac Jones scoreless in the passing game, great job by then, especially being shorthanded. And when it comes to those guys, I mean, Derwin James, he said, look, we it's next man up, you know, it's, that's what this league is. It's, it's what we have to do. And we'll see, I know Brandon Staley will obviously speak later today and we'll get a better idea on those two guys as this week moves forward, given that it's only Monday, but it is, um, it was great to see Justin Jones back out there and really make an impact. And that's sort of though been the theme of this Chargers defense and team all season long is, and, and really 
who they are as well. You know, guys get dinged up and nicked up and it really is, you know, moving on to the next one, but also big credit having uh, drew tranquil back too, because yeah. when you look back at that Baltimore game, I mean, they had really essentially almost no linebacking core and missing the presence of Justin Jones. So Kenneth Murray, hopefully he'll be back soon too, but yeah, you get pieces like that back and it's obviously it sucks when a couple of those corners go out, but like DJ said, it's next man up and they'll figure it out. Special teams, Dustin Hopkins. It was good to see him convert on everything he needed to convert on, whether it was an extra point or, or uh, I think it was a 48 yard field goal. So that was an encouraging sign. Um, we, we kind of pushed this thing forward now, Haley, Philadelphia Eagles next week in Philly across the country. It's the Mm -hmm. Chargers third cross country trip in the first nine weeks of the season, which is remarkable. The good thing is that this is a a later game, right? So it's a, it's a one o'clock start on the West coast or one Oh five or one twenty five, whatever it is. Um, one thing that really struck me and, and you and I talked about this yesterday was the, the fact that Philly has not run the football at all, at all this year, except, except on Sunday, 46 for two thirty-six, five point one 5.1, a pop. Um, they destroyed the, the Lions 44 to six. So based on the chargers struggles on run defense, and I know they improved last Sunday. I, I think you're going to see a, a game plan where, Jalen Hurts isn't throwing the the football as as much as he was. And they're using this committee, you know, three different backs had at least 12 yards or 12 carries rather. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts had seven for 71. Um, We could be seeing an all out rushing attack in in Philly next Sunday. Yeah. Boston Scott and Jordan Howard both had two touchdowns on the day too. And this is a game that I know it'll be talked about, but you got some former chargers on this coaching staff. You have Nick Sirianni, obviously the Eagles head coach who was with the bolts for a few years and Shane Steichen, who's their offensive coordinator, who we know. And Justin Herbert credits heavily with his development last season and getting him to the offensive rookie of the year campaign with a former QBs coach, Pep Hamilton as well, who's now with the Texans. But yeah, this will be a really, really interesting matchup because I think Philly was one of those teams. They're now three and five. But sort of one of those teams, I think they had a big win in week one and then sort of fell off a little bit, but a convincing win yesterday. And look, I know that the Lions are now 0-7, I believe, or whatever it is. 0-8. Yeah, they haven't won a game yet. But, you know, it's kind of like what the Patriots did to the Jets the other day. That's what you're supposed to do, right? When you go up against teams that, you know, they're still professional, but they're just not quite, haven't quite figured it out yet in 2021. But it'll be really, really interesting. And I think, I I think, yeah, I'd agree with you. You can expect a lot of the Philadelphia rush game in this one. And really, um, I personally haven't been to Philly, but I know that those fans are wild. I remember when they came out to a Dignity Health Sports Park a couple of years ago for, I think it was week two or three in uh, 2017 or or whatever. And um, it was, it was nuts. I mean, that is, that's got, that has to be a really, really crazy environment, but also probably fun too, because I assume it's kind of like a Kansas city where those fans are just die hard and totally into it. But I would expect heavy ground game in this one. And it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out for sure. You know, you mentioned the fact that it's a 17 game season. Now all 32 teams will face some form of adversity throughout a 17-game season. Right now, I I think the Chargers are getting their first bout of that, where you lose to the Ravens. And mind you, 
you lose to two quality teams. Mm-hmm. You lose to the Ravens. You have your bye. You lose to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I don't think there's any shame in that. But you got to figure out a way to get out of the rut. Uh, a chance to go five and three on the road in Philly. I, I know that there's factors going west to east, and um, you know it, it's an unfamiliar opponent, I guess. But at the same time, you mentioned Shane Steichen. Uh, the Chargers know Nick Sirianni. Both those guys pretty well. Um, I'm looking forward to this matchup because I think you're, you're really going to see how the Chargers respond to two losses to, to do really good teams in the AFC. And two losses. I mean, this is adversity that's uncharted in the Brandon Staley era. So it is. How do you respond after this? And I'll say this, too. You know, one thing about it being such a long season, the AFC right now is wild. It is wide open. It is wild. We saw today, obviously, Derrick Henry. Face, uh, suffered an injury yesterday. There's talk about him going on season ending IR essentially and mm. how that affects the Tennessee Titans, but it's nuts. And, and I think when you look at the NFC, you have top teams that a lot that only have one loss at this point, the AFC is wild. I mean, you look at what the Bengals did to the Ravens and then what happened to them on Sunday against the jets. And so I think that's a benefit especially for a team like the chargers right now, where yes, the Raiders have the one game lead in the division at this point, since they had their bye this week, but it's all about how you respond. And given that this is the first time with, you know, under Brandon Staley that they faced two back-to-back losses, this game is actually a pretty big one in terms of how they will turn it around. And we'll see that this week. We will uh, Chargers with an opportunity to get their fifth win of the year and then come back home and, just continue to stack wins. You know, I don't, I don't care if it's the AFC or the NFC, uh, this team needs to continue to, to stack those wins as you get into your division games later in the year. But we, you know, we, we talked about some of these boxes checked off early in September, October, you win your two division games. Um, you start the season four and two, you get a quality win against the Browns. Um, you stub your toe a little bit against yeah. Baltimore, New England. Now it's time to bounce back. So uh, Haley and I will be back later this week with with playmakers and chargers weekly and uh we have another special announcement we'll get to later this week on the podcast front so stay tuned for that this has been the final drive presented by windows 11 for haley i'm chris we'll see you next monday